You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. This is your hot mess Sunday, yes. boys, in studio. It's been a busy, busy week. I was trying to think, first of all, you are busy trying to become president. Uh, not true, but thank you. Um, true. I am mm-hmm. your campaign manager. Do you're, not. You're starting real early. You're starting uh, real sometimes, early. Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes you have to. There are some candidates that probably should have started like years ago. Mm-hmm. That, 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 or they could just be Trump. Well, <laughs> just let's roll out of bed, say what you want to say. That's true. That's true. Washington uh, Post is his fan club. Not yeah. really. <laughs> Not a thing. But I let's mean, just, talk just, about, just say sound bites. Right? Sound bites. Let's talk about what you and I yesterday. have been involved in and that you were very involved in, which was we just had the Democratic caucus in Washington State. We did. And you were down there because you are your precinct captain. Yes, right. Precinct captain, uh, precinct committee officer. Yeah, right. all of, all of those uh, titles. It was fun. It was a really energetic. Uh, in my precinct yesterday, a lot of people showed up. Um, we had set up about mm, thirty chairs, and then had to double it and get more chairs. So really, uh, yeah, a lot of people showed up. The gym was packed. It was a uh, at an elementary school by my house. Well, so and at the a caucus because I think you mentioned it in a post. A packed, lot of people yeah. think. Uh, who needs to go to the primary? Who needs a, a caucus? Yeah. Oh, I think it was our friend Kyle Richardson. Um, who needs to do that? I'll just wait for the main election. But a lot of people actually showed up across the state yes, they to did. do their Democratic caucus well, and, and make the choice between Bernie, Hillary, or someone that they... Or undecided yeah. slash anyone else. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and uh, if you looked at pictures, especially at like Ferris High School... It was packed. There, there was, was a, a line out the door. Of people. Uh, I saw pictures of just, you know, it's it, you couldn't tell which group was which, where was one precinct. It was right. very much uh, packed, which is great. Um, and, of course, if you haven't heard the news, uh, Washington State uh, landslide picked uh, Bernie over right. Hillary. And uh, Hawaii and Alaska also went 60. to Bernie yeah, um, exactly. over the weekend. All three Before states. that, Ohio and... Um, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as we've talked about on the show, a lot of times he needs to landslide it, kind of from this and point he does. forward. He does, and he's he has been pulling them. Mm-hmm. He's been pulling them in. Well, and I mean, I would imagine so. He's been in Washington uh, for a few days now. He's been to Spokane definitely uh, two times and pulled big crowds the whole time, and yeah. you know that continued. Uh, what I think is amazing is the the grassroots part of this whole mm-hmm. campaign is that it's mm-hmm. about the people. Uh, and it's proven to be very successful, especially when people believe because, uh, you know, Hillary has the money, he has the people, and right. obviously one really gets the votes in. Well, and so a lot of people who listen to our show, uh, being predominantly part of the LGBT community as mm-hmm. a precinct caucus, uh, precinct captain for for your area, we talked a little bit last week about why it's important for the LGBTQ community yeah. to back uh, a certain politician based on what they're going to do for our community mm-hmm. um you gave a speech yesterday probably it wasn't based on that but you gave a speech yesterday talking to undecideds i did so to they were try to you know convince them yeah. of where you thought they should go why do you think lgbtq people is that where you land uh in terms of going for Bernie? yeah what do you know about that tell well you tell know what, about um, what i think for. yeah i think that he has a whole campaign and a whole part of his campaign dedicated to lgbt community and mm-hmm. he's fought alongside LGBT brothers and sisters for so long, ever since right. the beginning. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's a point to consider, as well as his honesty on those stances. We see right. that he's 
So, Where do you see that in compare? I'm just like you're yeah, going to go be the interviewer. For, go, you're going to be interviewed for this hour. What do you think the juxtaposition the, the to Hillary to Hillary is? Well, we see Hillary. I mean, she's evolved over time, and while that's that's a valid that's stance, the hot button. That's the hot that's button. The hot exactly. Button thing, evolved. It's it's valid to evolve your stance, but you have to see what you know. What started that evolution was it the fact that you know the polls showed finally a majority of U.S. citizens supporting LGBT and same-sex mm-hmm. marriage. Uh, right. Is that where and you start to evolve? And it seems like that's a correlation, uh, convenient or not, for Hillary. Um, well, you know, we've that's, talked that's, about that's how she seems to be from. a very focused group uh, politician. Right. Very much, I'm going to go the yes. way the, yes. the public polls are telling me well, to go. Well, she has to because the you know the public polls is how she brings in all of her funding well, for how, her campaign. And so you know she kind of has to be on that level. Well, at the same time, that's also how her husband, Bill Clinton, yeah, absolutely. ran his campaign. Absolutely. It worked really successfully mm-hmm. for him and his, uh, and right. he was here right. for her just before well, Bernie's second visit. Here's, yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. We kind of have to understand that a lot of people in the U.S. don't trust Hillary a lot because right. there's a lot of untrustworthy qualities about her. Right. Um, and while she would be a and great Bernie leader, that up a lot, it, when a lot. When he, he does a does lot. His speeches. Um, you know, while she would be a great leader and has the experience, um, you know, we don't know what she says during her campaign mm-hmm. and what she's going to do during the presidency and how yeah. much they're going to align. So, you know, she might be supportive of LGBT community throughout the whole thing, but what bills will she initiate or pass? That's the or thing. Prove? Like Bernie is co-sponsor of the Equality Act, exactly, which is to update. What, yeah. Um, y- the. Uh, Oh, where's it, my brain? To the, the non-discrimination clause. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, yeah, so that's a big deal because he's putting his money where his mouth is. Exactly. The, the, I think the fear of a lot of uh, gay uh, uh, people out there not knowing where they want to put their vote is mm-hmm. there was a lot of promises made back in the first Clinton administration for uh, those two consecutive terms that kind of went back on the word. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We felt very betrayed, mm-hmm. some of us who were, well, Doma were voters back and, then. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Defense, yeah. Defense of Marriage Act, the Don't yep. ask, ask, Don't Tell. And then that's why when Hillary first came out and she said she was running, that's why she was kind of lambasted into this right. whole right. This whole word evolved. I've evolved my opinion, which is a very political word to kind of get you away yes. from the hard conversations and kind of move you forward. But it was hard, I have to say, for her because she started with kind of having to, and that's, I don't know if you can call that fair. Um, she's being judged on on her husband's administration and this is a new thing. Right. So I think, you know, that's there. So I under, but I also understand now, you know, she refuses to re- release speeches she gave to Wall Street mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. transcripts there and then the Benghazi right, thing. And and exactly. So there's some some nervousness when it comes to our community. I do want to say, if you feel like calling in and telling us who you caucused for, if you didn't caucus, who you're supporting, and whether that be Ted Cruz or, or, or Donald Trump or Hillary or Bernie, Bernie. I mean... We welcome you to call into the show and talk to the boys about that. The number here is 509-747-3807. But let's get back to you were asked to make a speech yesterday. Yeah, well, there, it, during the caucus, you know, there's that time where uh, you can kind of uh, talk about your candidates. And, you know, you have a moment to try and convince the undecided votes. So I decided that uh, I would also try and convince the undecided votes. There were five and um, that's not bad. That's only right. Five undecided. Only five undecided. And so uh, I, I just wanted to make sure that people understood why anyone and everyone should, you know, support Bernie and why I was right. uh, in that instance. And so I kind of talked about, you know, uh, when we went to the Bernie rally 
and you and I were both there. We yeah. saw a lot of things that ranged from, you know, there were kids there that parents brought with them. Yeah, Three-year-old kids yeah. that were there. Uh, you know, there were... 17 year olds there were high schoolers all the way to you know war veterans there was was this huge spectrum of people diversity Mm -hmm. uh, all across the board and diversity of 10,000 people lining up to see that that's not something either of us has uh, has ever seen no that like i said the last time i had gone to a rally that was for a presidential candidate in spokane was when howard dean came yeah something like 20 years ago yeah and i said even then i don't remember the crowd being as big and the line as long right. as it was when we went to and see that, Bernie. And see, and if we are truly a country of people where we are, you know, the people combining to make laws for the people, right. protecting the people, right. then we have to listen to what the people have said. And they have shown us uh, that they can line up, that they can right. go support Bernie, that they are there for Here's Bernie. The so we, we have to get back to that. We talk about apathy all the time on yes. the show and how it's our job, no matter who you vote for, to exercise yep. your right to do that because so many countries don't even have that as an option anywhere in the near yeah. future yeah. to being. So that's what's exciting is we talk about apathy so much, we've witnessed apathy mm-hmm. so much, so to actually see people show up is exciting. Exactly. Yeah for, yeah. for the longest time. And you know what? How many times do people say, well, uh, young people don't vote. Millennials yeah, don't millennials vote. Millennials don't won't vote. show up. And you know what? This year, for this caucus, for the Democratic right. caucus, I've never seen more right. young people be involved, and I vote, <laughs> ask questions. I get so yeah. many questions from my friends that are like, hey, I've never heard of the caucus before, but what is it? How do I do yeah. that? And, and that's a, amazing. It's, it can be also an interesting issue as we, we talk about voter reform mm-hmm. because, of course, this has to do with delegates. Yeah. And so that's a very, well, some people don't like the fact that we're voting just yes, to send yes. one vote. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, Bernie got probably 70-something votes. Yeah, it, and, and it's still not decided it, because of, the system takes so long. Because it's not a popular it, vote. Yeah. It's yeah. a... It's a Representation. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's the system we have now. Right. So I think just not participating isn't isn't a good answer. Right. And you know what? By participating, there's a part at the end that you can uh, submit any resolutions you have to change how the caucus right. works. So you can do that. Did you submit? And I did not have a resolution, but I know someone... I know you do. I, hey, I did not submit one that was in, in, in written form. But you do have a, ch- a chance to change it. But, you know, I think uh, the more people that are aware of these issues and show up, because so many people there were like, well, why can't we just start right now? Everyone's here. Right. We had to wait till 1030 to start. At yeah, that point, we had to write structured. down on ballots, you know, select delegates. They're like, well, mm. there's five. Just choose them. But, you know, there's so many things that don't really fit. Um, and we need that change. I, I have think. a question about, so your precinct... Captain, is that the right word? What is your title? Yeah, yeah. I mean, precinct captain, precinct chair, precinct committee officer. So here's my question. So you are allowed as a precinct captain to stand for one candidate. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, oh, whatever you want to do. No, well, because you cast your own vote. Yeah. Right. So you're, I mean, because I know you gave your speech. You actually, all five undecided voters after your speech went to Bernie. Yes. You even changed a Hillary supporter to a Bernie supporter. Mm -hmm. So you are allowed to do that, I guess, Mm -hmm. in that way. That's kind of fascinating and fun yeah well anyone anyone in that group can can go ahead and talk about it yeah right. it's and, it's it's really good and then you yeah. text me afterwards and you're like you had a chance to be a delegate i did and you are so oh just t- well made my little black heart just beat a little faster yeah when you're like i couldn't do it because the next two were during our show yeah, they're on all on sundays, sundays 11 and so 11. you turned down this great political yeah the the two the, as mm, your campaign manager right. yeah it hurt 
as <laughs> your co-host, I was proud. Uh, it was a very yeah. So well, uh, I mean, you know, we already had guests. It's I'll I'll do it next time. You um, will. Well, I no I'm, I fully expect. You will run for Congress one oh, day. Oh, there you go. There's there nothing. Go. There's no laws standing in the way of that. The president thing we have to work on because you were born in Kyrgyzstan, right? Which so so we'll fix know, that. That's but hey, we have a good. I think a good twenty years. Oh, there you go. Well, Eric yeah. and I were discussing <laughs> it yesterday. <laughs> you you already have a plan. Tw- hey, a good a campaign manager. There you go. Starts the plan early. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, so you know, we'll talk. We'll talk after. I think we'll see what see. happens. Yeah, it'll be a thing. It's just just what I'm saying. Um, we can. I say we take a quick break. Okay. We can Absolutely. come back and we're going to continue more of the check-in. I also want to remind all of our amazing listeners, you are listening to Outspoken. And uh, on your Hot Mess Sunday, please know if you want to call in and be part of the conversation, we welcome all callers. Uh, you can call this station and talk to the Curter. He is back there ready to, to awkwardly take your phone call. He, the number here is 509-747-3807. All right. And we're going to listen to a song by Gwen Stefani off of her new album, This Is What The Truth Feels Like. And this is her song, Make Me Like You. You are back with Kiwara Rest, Medical Expert, and you one, and I do both three of them. That, that was inspired by a chicken. <laughs> by a chicken? That was inspired by a chicken. You know, because when I do this, uh, we talked about this a little bit last uh, last yeah. week. We've been I've been doing the funny the voices the voices for in the check in because you let them out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it's because it's just more fun. Um, but it reminds me of doing improv because you have to go out with a character. Yes. And you inspire your character from all these things, you know. It's true. You pick something, so, you, you know. You need to start naming. Then, there you go. Yeah. Naming your voices. As well, you how about them. you name them oh, after I do it? So we, we yeah. That what chicken, that? chicken chicka. Chicken chicka. That's the name of that wow, one. Wow, chicken chicka. I like it. See I how it's a play it. on the chicka chicka, but yeah. it's chicken chicka. Chicken chicka. Oh, oh no! It's I'm here every week. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, aren't, aren't <laughs> no, we we're going to name them. I know. Oh, well, okay. yeah, but you know, sometimes. <laughs> but you're, uh, you're <laughs> But it's also fun. So let's say something fun. What we're doing? We're yeah. gearing up to. So you know, I came into Spokane almost four years ago mm-hmm. in September. So three and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, and I came in and I had written a sitcom and I wanted to independently yes. produce it. Well, anyways, everybody knows that story blah 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 it's called almost not quite it's there's so a thing that's fun. how you and i met it is actually. here's the thing so we're starting to do little webisodes based on the characters that sergey and i played your character todd my very creatively named character jay <laughs> or johnny that's johnny, his full yeah. name you know which jay or johnny. Is very different um well we're bringing them back in many webisodes and yes, th- those yes. webisodes are called Jay and Todd it's awkward. It and it is. And it is. It's it's great. So and it's yeah. a, it's a way for us to start warming up the mm-hmm. you know warming up the stove get ready for the sitcom to come back. Yeah. Um so we st- we're going to start shooting uh the new win- mini webisodes. We are. Within a week or two, hopefully just a week. Yeah. We are just cast Here's the thing. I'm going to say this right now. We are just getting an extra mm-hmm. for the first thing. It's a he it's just a sexy barista guy that distracts us. Right. Um right. in our conversation he has like one line. Um can you get my phone? I totally dropped it. Did you just <laughs> throw this at me? <laughs> I did. I'm so mad. He has like one line. Anyway, so if you're uh you want to play a sexy male barista, you feel free to get a hold of us. Yeah. We're gonna we're just gonna shoot this. But anyways, a lot of fun. We get to be funny. And it's gonna be yeah. amazing. It will be. I think I'm excited for it. You I and haven't I haven't even checked so yeah. 
life is crazy, so I haven't even checked emails or anything. So I'm hoping people have responded. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and I haven't been on. You anywhere. know what? You and I went out to to coffee one time, and we, we were crazy enough to be like, "Hey, let's just read some scripts in <laughs> front of everybody." You know, because um, whatever, whatever. And it was it was a hoot because we remember the characters. Yeah. We kind of started to get into them. We're not there right. yet, but you know, we're starting. Yes, we're closer. And then there would be a line, and, and we just are dying. It, it's because we're so, so narcissistic. They're <laughs> like, "Oh, we're so funny. the writing on this show." Who did uh, that? Oh, me? I wonder. Oh. But anyways, it's a lot of fun. So we're doing that. So feel yeah. free. I mean, it's it, the boys are always working for you. But it's also why we're kind of silly and punchy. Because when you write comedy, it just kind of mm-hmm. is where your oh, head yeah. space goes. And it, it stays there. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I do want to remind, although we're super funny. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, <laughs> we also like to take on some big subjects. We've been talking about, of course, the current campaigns going on. You we will talk, talk a little bit them. more mm-hmm. about that because I think it's an important conversation that we continue to have and that mm-hmm. we hope you all get involved in. Like I said, you can call in, be part of that conversation. We're, we're happy to have you. Next week, though, every once in a while, Outspoken does, you know, special, uh, I guess, Outspoken presents um, things that come on. We have a very special show next week. We do. Um, it's called, okay, get ready, because Sergey thinks it's the longest it's, title ever. It is a long title. But it's important. So okay, good. go ahead. Outspoken go ahead. presents. That doesn't count as part of the title. Uh, Uncomfortable Conversations Dissecting a Black and White Divide. We have special guests. The vice president of the NAACP, Philip Tyler, is going to be on, as well as Sandra Williams, who is out at Eastern Washington right. campus um, and helps a lot with their GSA and uh, mm-hmm. things. And, and is also uh, the founder of Black Lens, a local uh, black community newspaper here. So that's mm-hmm. really cool. So now, I just want to yeah. make a comment about the title. If you have two colons in a title, I know. That, so it's that's too why, long. It's that's why I have long. to say that Alice Hogan Presents isn't really part of the title. It's just up here. Okay. It's in the credits. Oh, sure. The yeah. actual title it's, is okay. Uncomfortable Conversations, Dissecting a Black and White Divide. You know, I uh, think it's a great title. I th- uh, Honestly, I think uh, it's a great topic, really. And, um, you know, I think... I'm pretty sure Macklemore has now released a clean version of all of his songs. Which so is good because if not, we have to make one. We, yeah, and we will. Because this all stemmed from stemmed in February from, yeah. when he released uh, White, White Privilege 2. Mm-hmm. We were very moved by this song. Yeah, um, it made both of us cry. Yeah, it did. We it heard was, it the, the it, day it, it was released. Really, it was released on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And then we started watching the aftermath i guess yeah and the interviews that he would give Mm -hmm. to different organizations npr being one of them color lines out of new york being another and then the conversation kind of evolving into this big and i'll tell you if you haven't listened to the song listen to it and think about what it's saying Mm -hmm. if nothing else it'll start making you try to take a different perspective and make you think kind of yeah and everybody's going to land well, in a different place. Exactly. And just a little after that, Beyonce, of course, came out with her song, Formation. And, yes. uh, you know, everybody freaked out about that. And then SNL did their thing where <laughs> white people realize Beyonce's black. He's black, yeah. And, yeah but but the, the conversation there is real, and we need to have it. So we are going to have that uncomfortable right. conversation. And I'll say, we, I, you I'm and I got to it. meet with uh, Philip Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, had coffee. You know, we like to, to meet our guests if we possibly can prior to, especially when they're these oh, yeah. kinds of oh, yeah. conversations. Um, a great conversation, mm-hmm. but we we started those those uh, those things that oh you and I are just two white guys you know all we can come at the world is from those yeah but, from that perspective but if we have these conversations we can kind of grow so we I mean one of them was what a lot of people are like mm-hmm. okay 
Is it okay if I call you black? Is do I call you African American? Because sure. those are the things that you How know. How PC do you have to be? Yeah, right. it's, it's and so valid. those are the conversations. It's about being. Next week is about being very honest, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. even if it sounds, even if we come off as uh, naive at times. Um, that's why we're there. So each side can kind right. of talk about well, what's going on, and you know. Uh, you and I talked about this and in that meeting we also discussed how it's two sides that have to come together and that's uh, the issue with every problem. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, uh, white people need to stop being, you know, so white. It's, right. you know, you it, it's a, <laughs> it's a conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you stop? Um, it's somewhere where you have to meet in the middle and both sides do have to talk about mm-hmm. uh, and you have to find a compromise. And I think that uh, starting this conversation, doing this uncomfortable Conversation well, let's is, talk about, I mean, white privilege, too, starts yeah. off with Macklemore. What he's trying to to kind of get out of his system is that he wanted to go to a mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter uh, march. Yeah. And he showed up, and that moment where he thought, do I have a right to be here? Yeah. Is do this I, my place? Am yeah. I... Wait. And so it's that uncomfortable, mm-hmm. oh, I want to support, but is this me showing up? Is it is it not how I want it to be perceived? Right. Is it? And all of those millions of questions that go through everybody's head no matter what the situation mm-hmm. is sometimes those things go through and that's where this idea of having this uncomfortable conversation right right if you remember starbucks back in june having their race together that was uh, a quick crash and burn mm-hmm. uh, because it, it was not, not received so and well. people didn't want to talk about race issues absolutely you know absolutely did it at their local coffee shop i mean phil well, tyler tells a story about being in yeah. line with his friend who's a white <laughs> yeah. guy and he's black and somebody in line saying i don't want to talk about how i feel about black people or whatever and he's like sitting there going I'm right here. Yeah. I am here hey. beside you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, these are the things going on. And I think we, you know, that was a brilliant idea on Starbucks part. Brilliant. It didn't brilliant. work out. And we not. need to start having these conversations uh, however they happen, you know, because uh, silence is a luxury and we can't, we cannot keep doing that. No. I mean, Mm-mm. it's, we have to have to have to be talking about it, even if, you know, you don't fit in or you're uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the only way to move well, forward. Well, let's start talking about, I mean, bring it to the LGBT kind of yeah. lens. Let's sure. talk about North Carolina and some of these other states who are doing laws that the are like, RFRA you know what? Still, yes. yeah, or back. things like, you know what? You're going to get a separate marriage form. You can't oh, have the one yeah. that had sexual. Here's the thing. It's what the fact is civil rights is not over for no. African Americans uh, at all, even though that should have, you know, it's a constant evolution. And it's mm-hmm. sad that mm-hmm. we still have those. And guess what? Yes, we won at the Supreme Court. And the fight has just begun because they're finding it ways has. to get her out of it with mm-hmm. the religious. Freedom um, Restoration Act. Yeah, yeah with those, mm-hmm. with these laws that say you get a separate marriage, which well, is basically like saying you exactly. drink at a separate drinking fountain, it, please. That's where it starts. It's the same thing, and yet we're we're passing these mm-hmm. laws out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a long ways to oh, go, yeah. and these conversations need to continue to happen. And 20 years from now, unfortunately, I believe some radio show is going to have to have the uncomfortable conversation about how not as far the gay movement has come. That, right. You know what we I mean? Had, we had the big victory. I mean, yeah. th- in the civil rights movement, they had their big victory, mm-hmm. you know? And you know what? We they still- had a few big victories. They did, exactly. It still but it yeah. still didn't really Socially, connect. Culturally, it culturally, didn't change as much exactly. as it should have. And, uh, you know, that's something that I think is a problem that we need to realize, face. And as, you know, as a people, we need to unite to say, hey- uh, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere, like Ooh, it says in that love song. That, love right. that. Right. And so we need to know that 
no matter who it is, we have to solve that problem and make right. sure it doesn't happen again. Why is it hard for us to look at something and say, okay, I'm gonna if that law was applied to me, whether I am of that, whoever that's about, would I be okay with that? And if your answer is no, then the fact is it's a no for everything. You know what I mean? Why yeah. can't we just go, wow, if someone told me that, told me I had to have, let's say I talk to my brother a lot about this, who is amazingly supportive. Mm -hmm. uh, but I say, okay, if someone told you you couldn't marry my sister-in-law, Sarah, or you could, but you had to have a separate form, uh, form to do mm -hmm. it. You couldn't be like everyone else. What would you say? And then he goes, oh, my gosh, I would be so mad. There. There's exactly. your answer. If it's wrong for you, it's wrong for everybody. Right. You Isn't that what true this. equality yeah. is? Right. And telling us we want special rights and yet yep. going after special rights and Isn't, special considerations exactly. because of your exactly. religious affiliation? Yeah. Isn't that what you're accusing us of? Yes, it is. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think people, uh, we don't promote empathy at all no. as a culture. No, 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 we no, do no. not uh, value it. And so the lack of empathy does not uh, allow us to empathize like that. It does not allow us to see mm -hmm. uh, what it's like in someone else's shoes. So when you bring that to your brother, finally he gets it. Right. And that happens so much. You know, it, it, it happens in my family when I have to say, hey, uh, what if, you know, somebody, you, you weren't allowed to get married because you were Christian. You know, that's right. a big thing for them is they feel like they're being uh, persecuted all the time. Uh, in reality, uh, they, they're persecuting. Right. I'm going <laughs> to because, hey, they're persecuting uh, LGBT community so much yeah. more. And so, you know, bridging that gap is hard, but I think it's a necessary step. And we have to keep trying to have people get in the shoes mm -hmm. because I think that's the only way yeah. you should. It's why, you know, the old, uh, the old adage that actually Harvey Milk gave us, which is you have to come out yes. every, every day, day. Mm -hmm. is so important because it begins to humanize an issue and for them to, because when you're friends with something, with someone, yep. pardon me, <laughs> when you're friends with someone, <laughs> you start seeing how you're yeah. alike, what you share in common. Mm -hmm. That's why you find a connection to like someone and to build a friendship. And then all of a sudden you're presented with their gay and maybe you had prejudice and then you're like, wait a minute. I have to, you I have have to look to past guess that. It. Yeah. You have to second guess yourself yeah. and go, oh, right. okay, maybe I was wrong here and here. Well, so. you know, I think, uh, and, and we'll move on in just a second, but I think a good example of that, you know, stepping into someone's shoes, empathy thing, we, you and I went to uh, to the police academy. We did. And we had a lot of conversations. We took the training there. We did. There's a lot of uh, intense conversations, whatever community you're in, uh, between police and civilians. Mm -hmm. um, and we went and did the training, and part of it was the simulator where you had to uh, <sighs> go in. Just, you, just remembering you, stresses me out. Exactly. You had, you know, you had your gun you had your taser uh you had that your pepper spray you had your pepper spray which were simulators um and you had to interact in real world situations uh on the screen and the and simulator reacted to you it did. even to your verbal commands yeah i mean it was very wow yeah it was very and it was interesting and mm -hmm. you know what i think you and i both learned is that okay so we can't just black and white this whole conversation. It's not yeah. that clear. Mm. There's uh, police jobs are stressful. They we are. Learned, we learned that in three simulators that we did, yes, we, we wanted did. to take a nap for the rest of the day oh, because so we were exhausting. so stressed. Yes. And, and at the same time, like you just yeah. said, we have to remember that that's a very stressful job. It is. At the same yeah. time, us as a country, how do we also recognize that there is a cultural issue there within is. the culture of being a police right. officer that we Apparently, in certain mm -hmm. places, have messed up, and how do we fix that? Well, and um, that is the you know, job. I think, in that sense, we as a community need to step into their shoes, but they, in return, have to step into our shoes yes. and see that, hey, as a minority group, 
seeing a police officer may probably be the right. last thing you want to do and you will run because right. from the day you, you know, you were a kid, you've been taught that that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And police officers do have the buddy buddy system. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it, the, these are real conversations we have to have. They, and we have to have them. And, and to tell yep. you the truth, we're going to have them. We're going to. Um, that'll be another one. We, yep. we spoke to the interim ombudsman. We don't have a permanent one yet. Part and a city commissioner, part of the oversight committee mm-hmm. for the police mm-hmm. department. Because, you know, we're looking for a new police chief. We have messed that up on so many occasions. Yes. Um, we're <laughs> yes, hoping we to be better. But we met with them and we said, you know, this is these are mm-hmm. our thoughts. Now, we just want to put our two cents in. But we talked there also about having a public conversation about you can't just say, hey, you yeah. know, there's yeah. so much happening around this country and we're mad at you, but we're, we're not going to do anything about it. And you can't sit there as a police officer and say everything's fine because it's obvious by looking around the country that everything is not fine. So mm-hmm. how can we work together to fix it instead of everybody, you know, closing ranks and being on there's no one's willing to budge. Yeah. Should we talk to Congress? You know, this mm-hmm. is a thing because mm-hmm. that's really, you talk earlier about empathy. We don't teach empathy in our country. You know, what we've taught very successfully is entitlement. Oh, yeah. We've taught entitlement Hugely. and self-absorption yeah. to where we don't care. That's how you can have two sides shutting each other down in D.C. Mm-hmm. That's how you can mm-hmm. have... Donald Trump's happen. No one cares about anybody but themselves. No one wants to learn about anybody but themselves. Yeah. And we uh, don't absolutely. talk to each other. We don't, we don't. And, and I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's our, that's our conversation. It's a cultural issue that we need to begin. And yes, it's huge. But it doesn't mean you don't try. Mm-hmm. You know, the only way, as you, as you know, as you and I both know, and as we've gone to this, you know, seen Bernie talk, why we, we believe in him, the only way, even if it seems to be an insurmountable problem that doesn't seem fixable, is to actually try to fix it. Right. There's a, And you know what? Even if you make one small step, just one tiny little, one tiny little change, that's one change better than it was yesterday. And that's, you know what? That's the best you can do, that's the best you can do. Future President Grinkin okay. speaking All to right. you. Um, do we have... An outspoken. <laughs> you get so embarrassed. We're going to have to work on I that, that humility not. thing. Okay, well... You got to have a little hubris. A little it. hubris? A, hu- a little hubris. What, what's a hubris? That's my little dog at home. His name's uh, Hubris. Little hubris. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Roscoe. You're but welcome. You got a second dog. I so funny. And then a third dog named Schnug. Schnug the Schnug bulldog. Schnug the bulldog. Schnug the bulldog. Uh, we have a sports minute uh, today, don't we? We actually do. And do you want to just go into it? So, yeah, we love our we love our partnership with CCE Sports Network, bringing us all this great LGBTQ focused sports online, and and that's a lot of fun. So you and I, notoriously, mm-hmm. are asked, and I do mean notoriously, are asked to share our opinions on certain sports stories, which is quite humorous. It, but it is. <laughs> we're getting better at this. We're getting better. Okay, we have talked many times about Michael Sam. We ha- he. I mean, it's huge. The story right? with him, you know, being drafted on the Rams and Dallas Cowboy practice. Right? And he was, he it was, was out. He was the first out gay and man And then there drafted. was the whole, wait. Yeah. And then, yeah, he was traded. All of a sudden, he ends up in Canada. Next thing you know, he just breaks up with his fiance and he's it's off. Exactly. You know, I, we don't and know. And now what he to, lives in Texas and he's not do. doing football anymore yeah so you know and that was crazy well a certain reporter released a uh, report mm-hmm. um his name is howard balzer 
And uh, he released a, a report saying that actually there was kind of a behind-the-scenes deal as to why Sam was drafted. And it doesn't have to do with the NFL was changing their views on, no, on yeah. gay players, that it was a deal because, okay, so everybody who enjoys sports probably knows about uh, the HBO behind the scenes look at what training's like on an NFL yeah. team. Yeah. It's called Hard Knocks. It's been out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um it's not necessarily a team's favorite thing. Because it reveals some things behind the scenes they don't and want. It gets in there. There's a know, bunch of cameras. Exactly. They're trying to train their players. Exactly. And they're trying they to be very that. focused. Mm-hmm. How do you focus when cameras are around you? Right. It's it's not easy. Um, ask a celebrity. I'm sure they'll tell you. But oh. <laughs> here's well, it depends on the celebrity. Right. Uh, ask Bieber. He'll tell you. How hard is it for him to, you know, not be an idiot everywhere. when yeah. there's a camera around? Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. So they were saying, so this reporter, Howard Balzer, comes out with a report saying, hey, there was actually a deal made between NFL and... And the HBO, Rams yeah. say because the Rams didn't want to be on that season of Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. so the the NFL said, "Okay, we need someone to draft this player. He's openly gay. It's going to be a just a nightmare in publicity if we don't get someone." And no one was drafting him, and so they made the deal: we will make sure you're not a team because it's a lottery type system. We will make yep. sure you're not picked to be on the show if you draft Michael Sam. Of course, he says now, the reporter says, listen, I caught it from mm-hmm. three different sources. Mm-hmm. I checked my sources. This is a that real thing. Of course, thing. the NFL is coming out and saying, and the Rams are coming out and saying, no way. That is ridiculous. And honestly, it could be either way. Michael Sam came out with a tweet saying, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you know, right. that probably happened. Well, um, he actually said, I'm not surprised at all. Because of the, you know, the situation as we were following it uh, last year, it was so odd to see Michael Sam, who was actually a very good player yeah. you know you know be be put on the He's team award- and then he has awards kicked everything off the team exactly mm-hmm. kicked off the team and then dallas well, cowboys had to i mean was, what's their deal the dallas cowboys the... had to put him on his practice squad and yeah what was the deal there and then, then next thing you know, you know he's booted off of that and he ended yeah. up in canada right and uh, so just this whole story so it i i you know when michael sam said i'm not surprised at all i'm not surprised at all either um, and to be honest, let's talk about it. We were talking about trust legit. in the LGBT community yeah. with our the the leaders of our, our favorite things out there, NFL being being one of some people's mm-hmm. favorite organizations. Mm-hmm. No, to yeah. to us it doesn't seem surprising. You know, the reporter says there's three three uh, sources that he got this from, but it is really going to be a he said, he said. Exactly. He said, she said, right. whoever. Unless there's a concrete, you know, proof, Right. But. but the fact is, I don't believe the NFL has continued to prove to have a strong backing of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Listen, Super Bowl is going to happen in, is it Houston next year? It's yep. going to happen down it is. in Texas. Yeah. And, oh, it is Houston because there's that whole the controversy hero, over yeah. the hero mm-hmm. issue. And so they have been asked to maybe pull it because your gay fans are not going to feel safe in that city. They haven't done that. They have chosen not to do that. The NFL has not. It's not like they turned around after the whole Sam incident and became this pro-gay athletes and we're amazing and we support you. You know, they haven't become Adidas. This is not happening. So you've given us no evidence or proof to show that you are so progressive. Why wouldn't we say... You know what? Uh, this makes sense. This makes sense. Right. This is what happened. So, I mean... Especially that there's, like you said, no record. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the NFL cares a lot about the bottom line, and that's kind of it. I, I, to me, yeah, that's, they're very that's much really... They're very much a corporation. They're very much a corporation. That makes 
even with players, you know, if a player is not going to make you money, they're not going to hire you mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's just how it goes. So it makes sense that they would make this kid with with big deal. NFL dreams, and he's giving them all up because he just can't deal with the stress. Yeah, he can't deal with being, you know, the token gay guy. And yeah. even being the token gay guy, he's not celebrated. He's put in practice squads. Right, he's not allowed to play the game that he's been. Uh, awarded for being such a great player. He's also, yeah. even though if that deal was made, he was still one of the last picks yeah. of the draft. So, which makes you think, were they negotiating up until the, the last mm-hmm. moment? Mm-hmm. In the end, someone mentioned, or in this article, the it was mentioned, listen, the sad thing is two years ago, this was the hottest story yeah. out there. Two years later, he's not even in the business. It's kind of a side note. Yeah. And that's sad because this kind of conversation needs to happen in the NFL and all of these big everywhere big organizations that are yes. out there. Yes. But like we always like to finish at Sports Minute with, what do you think? Do you think there is some credence to this, you know, this accusation that this happened, that this was a deal and that the NFL is still very anti-LGBT? Um, they're not going out of their way to be supportive of LGBTQ athletes. Or do you think it's right on the money? This yeah. is a thing we have to look at. I want to know what you think. You know, and so yeah, so either uh, leave us a message or comment on down below below this this audio clip, and we'd be happy to hear from you. So here's the thing: we're gonna take a break. We are, and then we'll come back and talk more of the dish, which will probably be politics because hey, tis the season. That's what we do. That is what we do. So we're gonna listen to uh, a song called "Pillow Talk" by Zayn Malik. You are back with KYS, Medical Expo Can, anyone but one and 92.3 FM. <laughs> that was beautiful. I'm just going to name that one right out as Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an impression of Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Is what that there was. You go. There you go. Uh, so, nailed it. Yeah. Hey. Chicken Chica. Chicken and Chica. Bob Dylan. And but Bob now Dylan. it's your job to know if I say, oh, can we hear from Chicken Chica today? Oh, that you know who it this, is. You're making this hard. I know. Yeah. Wow. I was doing hey, this, this for fun, but you've made it work. Oh? Improv test. I, I, I'm just saying. Okay. Hey, I you support know what? you 100. You know what? You do 100, and there are other people who support us 100, too. Uh, Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken receives support from Northwest Fair Housing Alliance, a local nonprofit that provides education, counseling, and advocacy to help eliminate housing discrimination and ensure equal housing opportunity. Information available at 1-800-200-FAIR and online at nwfairhouse.org. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Mediterrano Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Bragg Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. I'm tired now. I know. That <laughs> but you know what? Uh, let's be more tired. More people. More people come and support Outspoken. 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it too. Well, I'm, I'm fine with reading these. You know, we have mentioned what next week's show is. We haven't mentioned what today's show is going to be in about 20 minutes. Today, we're actually going to be talking to, and all of you, all of you know him, uh, Daniel Franzisi. Yep. He's from, he plays Damien on uh, Mean Girls. That's how most of you will know him. He's or played uh, Eddie on, Eddie on, on Looking, Looking yeah. on HBO, which was recently canceled, but there are talks about a movie. Exactly. That's coming out. Yeah. So, and he's played a bunch of things in between. Yeah, and he's, he's currently uh, playing Vern on Recovery Road. Uh, he's on... Gay skit happens. Gay skit happens on logo. So he's yeah. doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him. Funny. It's going to be a good interview. Funny man. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, we've been trying to get him for a little while. We're so happy to have him on the show. And I'm so happy because this is a very thoughtful yeah. man. He likes to likes to say that he wants to live a life of service, and he does a lot Which out is there, good. and especially within uh, the gay community and the HIV. Um, and prevention community. Yeah. He's, he's our kind of guy. Yeah, our he is. Guy. So we're excited. Um, let's not, mm-hmm. we will not be amiss in wishing everybody. A happy Easter. So there you go. And if um, you want to find a place to eat or get coffee, good luck, you I'm heathen. I'm sad. Yeah. Because I just said to you, okay, well, we have a meeting after. Yeah. Let's, we're, let's... I feel like I might want to be, you know, munching something. Um, and then you're like, yeah, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. Well, you know, there's like, is that a, thing? a few places that aren't closed. Because, I mean, the Saranac Commons is closed. Um, I'm pretty sure Boots is closed as well. Uh, and Call in and tell us Starbucks where... won't be closed. Yeah, where we, can have, where we can have a little lunchy meeting. Yeah. A little munchy munchy. Please. Things like Please. that. Anyways, very excited. So this has been a crazy week. We've been talking a lot of politics because oh, yeah. uh, we need to. And because, because it's, this it's, is a big election season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's time to get out there and do that. There's lots of things changing in Spokane right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially things that are going to affect you just listening here if you were in the Spokane area. It's going to affect you big time. Like when we find a new Police chief. Exactly. Honestly, and a, 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 the ombudsman yeah. is a huge deal that very few of us understand exactly. or talk about. But these are things that are going to affect your daily life. Mm-hmm. As we, Because if you go out in public at all, the chances of you encountering one of our public servants yeah. in uh, Spokane, it you know multiplies exponentially. Yeah. And then how do you want to be treated when you do encounter them? And a lot of that is going to be, uh, you know reliant on the culture that the new chief brings to the police force. Right. Um, and let's face it. And you know that that does affect it so much. You can't, you can't just say, oh, it's just the chief. You know, no. he does well, the same job. But it's, happened with exactly. Trump. Let's be honest. There's been a lot, a lot of... quite a tense mm-hmm. culture there. Mm-hmm. And none, nothing was fixed, no. really. No. It was kind of hidden down as long as they possibly they possibly could undo. So these are very important things that are happening. We have, you mentioned, uh, Joe Pacuda. Joe Pacudas, yes. Yes, who is going up against? Kathy McMorris-Rogers yes. in our fifth uh, congressional district. Exactly. So here's the thing. That's a big change. If that happens, big change. Big change. She has been there a while. She has. She's yeah. been an incumbent for quite quite a while right. now. So, I mean, um, these are actual things that can change yes. your life. So please, so, please, please uh, go out and vote. And I think a conversation that needs to really sink into a lot of people is that you don't just vote on presidential elections. You vote all the time. Anytime you get a ballot, please vote. vote. And if you don't know what the issues are, research it them. It, honestly, it doesn't take as it long as you think. Exactly. To know. And, it, and you know what? Honestly, if you're undecided, 
if you don't know the issue, you don't have to vote on every issue, but there are some things uh, like congressional seats, right. like state legislature, well, let, like the mayor, like things like these that do matter. About um, one of even our very Washington State Supreme Court justices is up for re-election. Exactly, these are big things, and who. who the people who are sitting on those Supreme... Look, we saw it on a national level yeah. when the LGBT community was granted uh, marriage for all. These are things yes. that can happen. So it's now amazing. we have, you know, right now, Mary Yu is coming up yes. for re-election. She is on our Supreme Court. These are these are decisions that can affect you on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Um, yeah. You know, we're yeah. looking at the our Supreme Court in our state. We're talking about class sizes, which is a big conversation. Exactly. Education. And how do we implement how that will Here's happen. Here's the thing. In this November, there's most likely going to be uh, an initiative going into Washington state ballots that is going to raise our minimum wage. I mean, yeah. there are things like this paid sick leave. There are... Big, big issues and that are going to affect are, you today. There's your hot button. We love to say the hot button issues. Those yeah. are hot button issues right now, which is the uh, the uh, minimum, um, minimum wage. wage. Paid sick leave. Here's the thing. Leave, yeah. So that's local. And yes, we hear about a national thing because one of the things that Bernie Sanders says is if he is elected president, that's one of the first things he's going to change is a nas- nationwide minimum wage of $15. Yeah. So these are things that are, they do reflect both. Mm-hmm. They do reflect your backyard and our national stage. These are things we need to begin we need to begin to care about. We do. And honestly, if for you it seems overwhelming, pick pick your top 3. Yeah. Well, 3. three I normally issues. say pick your 5, but pick your 3 most important things to yeah. you and vote on those. Exactly. You can build as you go. Exactly. You have to start somewhere. And that's that's somewhere. that's exactly right. And uh just you know what? It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. You just right. you just you vote. You get it in in Washington State. We get them in our mail. You if you can read, you can read your voters pamphlet. I I yeah. suggest adding another source because I have found some interesting things in our voters pamphlet. They can be <laughs> maybe a, a little bit biased. a bit biased, right? A bit biased. Um, but just read a little. Yeah. You, you you do have to yeah. be literate. Well, I was going to make an I, I, Idaho I, joke, but I'll be nice because <laughs> I have lots I would, of great friends in Idaho who are sure, literate and smart. Sure, they there are. you go. I would I would hope that that's not a problem over in Washington. That uh, literacy here is at our highest it can be. <laughs> I love please. that. Bring, please. Oh, oh okay, snob. <laughs> I I oh, no please. no no. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. Please. Idaho. I have some. I have some issues with your educational system. Right. You and Idaho, Idaho need to vote more than we do in Washington. We do. Although we all need to vote. So let's talk about something as we get ready to interview the hilarious, the thought-provoking Daniel Franzisi. Mm-hmm. Um, two things we're going to bring up with him, which is uh, he has talked about a gay glass ceiling in Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. And about how that's a thing. It's um, It would be another way to look at it is that you are typecast. Once yes. you do a gay role, if you're you, always a gay especially role. Yeah. if you do it well, then that's how casting directors see you. Yeah. Um, and it's just a reality that actors have to face. And we have been seeing some evolution. Um, there's He has this concept that... Um, that he talks about about gay exploitation. You know, we talk about black exploitation. Mm-hmm. He feels like you have to have exploitation of a group in order to step to acceptance of a group because they have to normalize it in a way at the beginning. I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're we're we have gone beyond the Jack of Will and Grace. Yes. Um, the overly flamboyant. He's there for exactly. a punchline. He's, he's very yeah. funny. I mean, he's I just the comedic element, him. right? Yes. Instead of being the comedic 
one that they we can be full rounded, real well rounded, absolutely figures. Yeah. Of course, uh, we point to Eddie, his character in Looking on mm-hmm. HBO. Mm-hmm. Finally, a man of size. Um, he's a bear, and he's allowed to be a sexual being. Exactly, he's allowed and to be an HIV positive there man. There it is. Yeah, who is having a real relationship, mm-hmm. having real conversations with his HIV-negative partner. And he, so he was allowed to be more than just the gay guy or the fat guy um, right. to be funny. Right. And so I think there's an evolution, but I do think it, we're not there yet. No. And and you know what? Maybe this is the first step in getting there. I uh, There's nothing wrong with a uh, comedic role, but we can't no. just typecast people always into that based on their sexuality. Now, uh, I I think we definitely have seen a little bit of evolution uh, from that. Zachary Quinto uh, has right. has I think been the most successful in going above that. But mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people, Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, yes. you can you can name a lot of LGBT actors and actresses that have uh, uh, kind of stepped outside that role. But we do have a long way to go. We even see this problem in the African American community. You know, black actors Which is are cast a gigantic as conversation. Exactly, right they don't have the same equality. They don't have you know mm-hmm. the same roles. They do not get lead roles at all mm-hmm. as often. Well, so there is a new uh, movie. Mm-hmm. It's a biography about Miles Davis. It's done by Don Cheadle. Yeah, uh, he wrote, directed, produced, stars in oh, this wow. whole thing. And but he uh, famously did a quote recently because it's just being released. Uh, the quote recently was, "The only way Ewan McGregor is also in this film. Oh, the I love only him. way yeah. he could get the film bankrolled was to get a prominent white actor in the movie. Yeah. Said if it was just." a full black, you know, black actor movie, he couldn't get it done. And so I'm listening to in, in one of his interviews and he's saying, I'm not saying that as if I'm mad. I'm telling you that this is how the business works right now. Yeah. And for me to get this done, I knew what I had to do. He goes, there comes a point where I was just like, yes, things need to change, but I want to make this movie mm-hmm. and it's important to me. So I know he goes, and Ewan's a great actor. So he says, it's a very, it's not just, you know, excuse yeah. the pun, black yeah. and white. It's very nuanced, and it's a conversation that is only beginning to rise to the surface. So, you know, don't tear my movie apart because that's what I said and how I have to get it done. Yeah. But let's understand it is a nuanced conversation that needs to start right. and continue. Well, and here's a, yeah, it, it is a conversation that needs to start. But in his situation, you know, he at least attempted the best he could right. to make, you know, an all black cast or a black yeah. lead or a very inclusive cast. I mean, we see. Uh, m- with Netflix and places mm-hmm. like these, you know, they have a lot more diversity, a lot more risque topics sometimes. Right. Uh, Orange is the New Black. Right. Basically an all-female cast. Yeah. With a lot of diversity. Um, so it's, I mean, we we start seeing things like this happening more, but you're right. It needs right. to start well, happening. It needs to And I'm going to bring it up, obviously, to next week's conversation. Yes. But one of the things Don Cheadle spoke about was this concept of, here's the thing. In the end, the American viewing public doesn't go and see an all-black film. You know, that a, a bankable where they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Same thing with why do you not see a gay-leaning man in a film all about, in a big blockbuster release. The public isn't paying to see that. So there's a problem. He goes, so if I know where I need to get my money from, mm-hmm. I'm going to go there because they're the ones backing it. it. He said it would be the same thing if I went to France, and but there's no French person in my right. movie, playing sure. a major role. So why do they want to support it? So although I think it's a kind of cloudy and yeah, you know, disillusioned way of looking at it, it's something to talk about and to think about. 
I don't agree mm-hmm. that it should be that way, mm-hmm. but I get what he's saying. And the problem is basically we have to change it from the ground up. Yes. So why aren't we going to movies and supporting those movies that represent us in huge yeah. numbers so that Hollywood says, okay, okay. Hollywood yeah. is a numbers a num- machine. It is. Like a lot of things right now are. It's right. a money numbers machine. Yeah. They're not thinking about people that, you yeah. know, they're like, the, I'm just looking at how do I make a paycheck? Exactly. You know, and they, a and very big paycheck. Apparently they know that, uh, you know, if, if you don't have a white lead, then it's not going to happen. But in, right. And I think that... You're right. It is time for us to change. And the independent film scene right now is growing so much because it's so easy to distribute independent films, support independent films. But then uh, what is you and I's job on on just an everyday level, Mm -hmm. you and I's job then is to go and support exactly those things. Exactly. Support films that represent you and that mm-hmm. are independent. And So that from down here make on it the happen, ground yes. level, we need to do that. Um, something I do want to uh, announce as well, something exciting for us in May, talk about things that are finally you know normalizing and making things. Dan Savage, of course, has produced a sitcom that is yes. based loosely on what growing up in his yeah. life was like. And the sitcom's called... Well, the Real O'Neills. Mm-hmm, Martha Plimpton, you'll remember uh, her from her. Raising... Hope. Yeah. Uh, she is actually playing the mother in this new sitcom that's actually getting rave yeah. reviews. Yeah. And we uh, were lucky enough to book her on our show for May. So very excited. She's amazing. If you're yeah. from my generation, you'll remember her from Goonies. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, and I've loved her in Raising Hope and, and everything she's done. So excited mm-hmm. that Martha Plumpton is going to grace us with her, her she, presence exactly. and talk to us she on the show. She is so. a hoot, a hoot, a hoot. So I think in about five minutes, we are going to have the incomparable man himself. That's yes. my favorite word, especially for great mm-hmm. people. Um, the bear. So I'm, I'm relating to him on a bear level. Hey, there um, you go. The big bear man who made us, you know, who, who did a great role at just being a normal gay man mm-hmm. um, and a big bear at the same time. Uh, he is going to grace us with his presence. Of course, that is Damien himself from Mean Girls, Daniel Franzisi. And uh, I'm excited he also does parody videos. He does. He d- and he made fun <laughs> of your husband. He did. He made fun of Sam Smith. Uh, he well, not made fun of. I don't think parody makes no. fun of someone to take it. Right. It's, uh, and actually, a different it element. sounds like Sam Smith enjoyed it. He loved. Apparently, they're texting and best friends right now. I know. So, Sergey right. is going to have to have a talk with his I husband. We'll have to have a talk with my husband. That's yeah, very, <laughs> that's very true. So he did a parody of a song you love, and I love yeah. the song too, which yeah. is "Stay with Me." But it's called "Please Go Home." Please go home. And I. <laughs> You showed this to me a while ago. Yes. It's hilarious. So it's good. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, it's a YouTube video. You can go ahead and check out the whole video. We're going to play the song right now before uh, we get Daniel Franzisi on air, and then we'll talk to him a little bit about this video yes. during the interview, too. Um, so here it is. Uh, this is his parody. Please go home. You are back with KYRS Medical Expo Can 88.1 and 92.3 FM. That was a more your voice. That was a that was kind of a I named that one Sergey. Oh, you know. Okay, so no. I can't help it. I actually I've seen the video five million times and I'm still over here laughing. Yes. You, uh, that is so, true. It's so great. Bye, Felicia. Uh, I, it's there's funny. an Uber too throws yeah. the Uber card at the guy so if you want to see that parody video by Daniel Franzisi you can go to our Facebook page because the Curter himself is going to be putting that up it's so worth watching I found it like months and months and months ago it yeah. is hilarious he uh, Curter doesn't know how the computer works Curter so doesn't know how life works listen so we will put it, it up later because we'll get it up. I don't know how you don't find it on YouTube it's, it's like it's so funny just though, look yeah. up please go home parody 
And you know what? I think, uh, you know, in this particular instance, it's a one night stand, but I think everyone kind of has had that experience where it's like, right? um, you've overstayed your welcome. Even if it's <laughs> not even like staying the night, you're like, right. you're like please mm, just go. Please go you having friends over for dinner and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I can stay here forever. And you're like, right. no, you can't. No, no that's, that's not, not a, real. That's not a thing. <laughs> and, and, what, what do you want me to do? You have to go. I know. You have to go. It's a thing. Or I love, like, when he says in it, listen, I met you while you were dancing on a pole. What yeah. did you think this was? I know. <laughs> this is not Romeo and Juliet. No. no. This, mm -mm. Mm. This, this ain't no love story, girl. All of us have been there. I want to mention, so um, we mentioned Daniel Frenzies. He has a new show on the Logo Network. It's called Gay Skit Happens. And he there's a skit on there. They, they premiered February 8th. It was the love episode in honor of Valentine's Day. And they... They did this scene where it was these two contrasting scenes where it was a heterosexual couple yeah. on a Tinder date. They went, they met up on Tinder that's, and that's then brilliant. a gay couple that yes, met up on Grindr yes. and the very different ways and how that first date goes. Very much worth, you can actually see the full episode yeah. on Logotv.com. Check it out. It's hysterical. We also, Daniel Franzisi uh, plays Cupid mm -hmm. in the modern day who has to go against the apps and try to still be Cupid. Yeah. And so he's like telemarketing himself, trying to convince people to go with Cupid. Don't. And the guy's like, okay, Cupid? No, 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 no. The no, real no. Cupid. The, me. The me. wings. Yeah. The whole thing. The little cherub. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's absolutely hysterical. Well, and he's such a, like we talked about, he's such a funny man, but also so in-depth and so serious, too, about yes. a lot of issues. Yes. Um, so really like a well-rounded like person. a well what? like it's like he's outspoken and belongs on the show i know right i think that's amazing listen from uh from damien in mean girls to eddie in looking and a ton of things in between daniel franzisi has been entertaining audiences for years but it wasn't all jokes and one-liners as he felt stifled by hollywood's gay glass ceiling and in 2014 chose to share his truth with his fans in a letter he wrote to his mean girls character damien here to talk with Outspoken about all of that and the new projects and everything else. Uh, we are very pleased to welcome Daniel Franzisi to the program. Daniel, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Hey, doing great. Hello, How hello. are you? Happy Easter, our friend. Happy Easter. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you so much. You know, we're going to probably just span a lot of things in your life right now, but... Of course, I'm okay. sure you're used to this and probably tired of it, but can we start with the phenomenon that was Mean Girls? It wasn't your first project, of course, but it was a huge hit that continues to resonate to this day. Did you have any idea what you were in store for signing on to that movie? I mean, uh, I'm always a cheerleader for my movies and always hope that, the be you know, hope for the best when I'm making a project. Um, Clearly, there was no way to anticipate it would be that huge. Right. Um, but uh, but we definitely thought we were making something special. It, it, the script itself made me crack up out loud several times while reading it, and that so rarely ever happens. And that's well, and that is a lot of uh, testimony to Tina Fey and how absolutely brilliant a writer she is. I agree, and how well she wrote Damien. I mean, I did get oh, all the yeah, best lines. Yeah. Right? Which is how it should have been, really. And it did help that you knew how to deliver a line. I mean, like, you knew how to make your character be a standout. And that's a talent, my friend. Mm -hmm. That's a talent. Oh, thank you. So coming out in two... Um, there was a lot of really yeah. funny people to play against there, so that was not an easy achievement. That's amazing. 
So coming out in 2014, just a few years ago, uh, you stated that friends and family knew, uh, but it was time for everyone to know that truth. What compelled you to come out and everyone uh, and let everyone in on this personal side of Daniel? Well, it had been something that since the Prop 8 ruling had really been like eating away yeah. at the inside. Like, I felt like um, even though when there were the Prop 8 rallies and marches and protests, I was like on the front line of all of those. Right. I didn't really feel as if I was being as vocal as I could have been. And then the it, it Gets Better campaign came around, and I really wanted to participate in that. And I felt, again, that, you know, um, stifled and not being able to participate. So it had bothered me for a really long time. And I decided to live my personal life authentically at that point. But I still professionally um, was being guided and misguided, I should say, by different reps and people in the industry and friends in the industry. Um, really stressing that I would probably be giving up my career if I came out. Right. Uh, and then I got to the point where the roles started to get better, to be honest. Like, in the beginning when I was making these kind of decisions, like around 2004 when Mean Girls came out, a lot of the roles that they were writing for gay people made fun of gay people or they were used as mm-hmm. a punchline yeah. or they weren't, yeah. um, you know, they weren't, they didn't have an arc. They weren't an interesting character. They were just like a sideline. And it didn't really seem to me the logical move after doing something as groundbreaking as I felt like Damien was to go backwards. So well, and uh, you... I, I just waited for the... Go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, no, go ahead, I'm sorry. So it didn't really seem like... If, it felt like if I was out and gay, I would be playing a lot of these uh, roles that were you know, stereotypical and backwards. And it was like I was damned if I didn't, I damned if I don't, you know. Right. And I was experiencing a lot of the, like you, like you mentioned, the gay glass ceiling where right. uh, people weren't even letting me audition for certain things due to my role in Mean Girls. They just were like, yeah, we need a man. Wow. Man. Wow. Right, exactly. And weren't letting me even try. Well, you know, you mentioned um, there, like, for a very long time, uh, gay characters were like the the punchline or they were the comedic relief and you talk I know you've spoken in interviews about this this concept of gay exploitation and you've even said at some point it's a needed step towards acceptance so where do you think yeah. after experiencing that that what do you where do you think we are in that gay exploitation up to acceptance in that arc well I feel like we're you know we're pretty out of it I mean there's still a couple of things here and there that make me cringe when I read them in a script or, or whatever. Um, it's just, you know, when you see uh, an African-American person on television, it, it's, it's still there, too, sometimes for them, you know, where the character, like, if I'm, if my character's gay and I'm going to get star on a sitcom, mm-hmm. the storyline that revolves around my character is about them being gay. Right. It's not just about them being a person and they happen to be gay, like, sure, yeah. which, is where prob- which is where we need to get to. It's more about like, oh, you're going to come into our life, and because you're gay, we're not going to understand you, and then by the end of it, we're going to understand you or whatever. And right. I think that was what I was seeing a lot of, and it just was boring to me. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we're at a phase where the lead character, who's often straight, pretends to be gay. Like I've seen that in so many scripts, where right. something happens where my character will come in and be gay and confuse the lead, the white cis male of being gay, and then by the end of it, he's like, no, but being gay is cool, but I wish I was gay, and I'm like, yeah, you can't be a part of my club. I mean, I've seen that in so many scripts, (laughs) uh, from things on, you know, major cable pay networks to things Mm -hmm. on, like, you know, uh, the major broadcast networks. Like, 
And it's, it's just like the same jokes reiterate all the time. It gets boring for me. Like, right. so I was just really waiting, mm-hmm. I think for a different time, partially. And then I think as the 10th anniversary of Mean Girls rolled around, I got this one letter. Um, I was getting a lot of letters from fans who were uh, being retrospective of the movie. Right. And um, one in particular was like, when I was in eighth grade, I was a chubby sissy male who like nobody wanted to hang out with. And, you know, I was ostracized because of it. And then the movie comes out and then I go to school the next year and I'm a, a, a ninth grade freshman and the senior group, popular girls are like, come sit with us. You're like Damien. <laughs> and, you know, I fought it at first, but it gave me an, an identifiable, uh, identifiable identity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in discussions I've had with glad, you know, with the reason glad exists is because when you're represented, uh, it gives you a feeling of validation. And I really feel like for ju- for for chubby, gay, teen males, Damien was the first and perhaps one yeah. of the only still uh, representations where the character wasn't made fun of because of who he was. Right. He was right. just being himself. Right. Well, well, he was embraced. Yeah. And yeah. as a as that chubby gay kid and continued to be a chubby gay bear now, um, it's very true. And it's also <laughs> like your role as Eddie on um, on looking. What's amazing is you were this this guy that I identified with, but you were a real guy. You were a sexual being. You were living yeah. life. And it was even at 40. We still need that recognition that, oh, my goodness. That's my reflection. We, I realized I needed it at... Everyone s- does. Yes, and it never stops. <laughs> Which is why I get upset sometimes with, like, Pink Face, where, like, you know, um, Eddie Remain will play this beautiful trans role, and mm-hmm. why can't we have a trans actor play right. that role? Like, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. and not, not to take away from how amazing he is, and not to take away from uh, straight actors' ability to play LGBT, because I love when LGBT people are allowed to also play straight. I think as an actor, you should be able to play whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But I think it's time. I mean, I think as a reflection of Tangerine, how Mia Taylor won, yes. uh, best, mm-hmm. you know, won the uh, Independent Spirit. Yeah, it's a time that we get film. to see people, especially minorities, rise up and represent themselves um, on screen because it's just interesting for yeah. people to see different body types and different yes. types of people. Well, right. they get to see reality. What we see every day on the street, we finally can see on a screen. We've we've so stifled real life in in what we see in in media. Well, you know, this town is a creative industry, but it's but a lot of the people that are in charge of making decisions are financiers and not necessarily yeah. Creative. Right. Well, and you know, talking about representation in the film, you played a character on HBO's Looking, uh, whose name is Eddie Bear, and Eddie uh, is one of the only characters on scripted television who has been HIV positive in the last few years. And you know, HIV is very touchy, still stigmatized in a lot of communities around the world. Uh, did the character Eddie help with the destigmatization? And do you think like other HIV positive TV characters uh, can help do that as well? I know that. I mean, you know, I'm now an ambassador for the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation yeah. been for a few years. And, like, um, there's 1.2 million people in our country with HIV mm-hmm. and three characters on television. Yeah. It, it doesn't really compute to me. Right. And, there's, and especially the really high-risk groups like bisexual males and African-American females. We don't yes. see characters like that, uh, you know, playing HIV positive, you know? Um, and so there's a lot uh, – there is a lack of representation – I know Eddie Bear had an effect because of the feedback that I got, you know, 
especially from zero discording couples where one partner is negative and positive yeah. yes. uh, and the other one's positive. Um, or, or uh, you know, I, I just was hearing a lot of things. I mean, I was a host at PBRU, uh, which is Texas, yes. their roundup in yep. Dallas. And um, I met this uh, bear couple who was Sarah Discordant, and one of them was saying how he hopes that the relationship he's in now lasts forever. But yeah. not only has he dealt with all of the things that Eddie and Augustine deal with in his relationship, but he's dealt with it with every guy he's ever dated since he found out he's positive. And oh, if yeah. he ever is in another relationship besides the one that he's in now, he will show them season two of Looking and say, if you can deal with all this, this is what you're up against. Because <laughs> this it, is it, it, he feels like it was really accurately portrayed. Well, and what was also so amazing is you you talk about prep, which we've been talking about on our show for, I don't know, about a year and a half now. Because still, as amazing as this option is and this drug is, so many still don't understand it. And so I think... It's amazing that well, thirty-two percent of our general practitioners don't even know what it is. Exactly, and like, it's a problem. And 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 also, we were the first show ever to talk about it. Yes, and I mean, it's really the thing that people don't know about prep is that it was part of the cocktail of drugs for a decade. So exactly, it has been. It, a lot of people worry. Well, we don't know what it does. The side effects. We've seen it being used with people, and if anyone's yeah. been to Africa and mm-hmm. and you know the past decade, they've had it under a different name. Sure, um, this is something that has been used and tested and has been proven to be an effective tool in preventing the transmission of HIV. And that's and I think amazing. That, yeah, it, and it's good for everyone, including uh, women, which I think is really important. Um, you know, with the use of PrEP, I mean, mm-hmm. it helps um, all kinds of people do all kinds of things, like even have children without transmitting the virus. It's an interesting thing right now that really needs to be out there and people need to realize that this is a tool that can aid us in eradicating the disease. Exactly. And that's that's the craziest thing right now is that who knew that this was even coming on our horizon? Um, I think, you know, for me, who's been around a little while, it just that you got to the point where you, you would have, I would have never thought I would see the day where something that's this transforming would even be there, would even be possible. I totally agree. It's really amazing where we are right now. It is, yeah, and we need a we need more of uh, publicity on that, especially uh, now. You currently are starring as Vernie on Recovery Road. Uh, it's a t- team drama about rehab, drugs, and alcohol. Do you feel like this show flows into a real life conversation that uh, we need to be having about substance abuse? Uh, definitely, I think that um, you know we see the the. Uh, the perils of drug use all the time dramatized on TV or the glamorous aspect of partying and stuff, but it's rare that we see recovery. And right. I think that it's nice. This, this is one of, this is one of, if not the first show about recovery and right. it's a nice place uh, for it to be seen for young people who really, um, you know, need to face this issue head on. Exactly. Now, do you find what has been your most challenging role and whether it's your behind the scenes, you do a lot of I think Johnny McGovern calls them side uh, hustles. <laughs> what do you think your most challenging project or role has been? Uh, <laughs> my side hustles. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I have a bunch of that stuff and that definitely proves to be challenging because, you know, when you're creating something out of nothing, I think that's when it's the most exciting but also 
you know, the most daunting because you really don't know what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. when me and Hannah LePayton uh, did Jersey Shore's a frickin' rock opera and we created a musical. Right. Um, <laughs> we had to create that out of, you know, we had to make our own music, make our own lyrics. Right. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Put it up together. I mean, it was really hard to do all on our own, you know. But I think that's what gave me a lot of the strength and stuff to tackle some of the projects that I'm hired onto, even from mm-hmm. a different light. I see things now as a director, a writer, and a producer where I don't think I have before. So um, they may be the most challenging, but I think they are the most rewarding. Sure. Well, and on top of everything that you're doing, you know, in film, you have your YouTube videos that have been very popular. Your parody of Sam Smith's Stay With Me, I mean, we just played it. Uh, is amazing, and your uh, video stuff, Italian moms say... We say uh, stuff in quotation marks. We say stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just two of the viral videos you've put out. How do you keep creating such amazing content in all these various forms? I just feel like someone made the mistake of telling me, what would you do if you weren't an actor? And I was like, well, I probably would be a photographer. And they were like, well, why don't you just take pictures? Right. right. So I started taking some pictures, and then I got some photos published. And I think since then... I just, I'm like, well, that combined with the quote, what would you try if you knew you wouldn't fail? I just basically go at it. And I I mean, if I think I can do something, I do it. I mean, I put out a Christmas rap album. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) what can I do? You know, I mean, if I feel like I have an itch towards doing something like that, um, creatively, I'm going to do it. And I think my newest mission, my newest side hustle is I want to sell a show, so. I've been working on and developing a lot of shows with a lot of other creatives that I'm friends with. And oh, wow. Uh, putting things together with different production companies like Brian Graydon and World of Wonder and oh, whoever yes. else and talking to people to try to create some new content that even maybe I'm not on. Right. You know, because I have a lot of these ideas and a lot of these uh, side hustles that I really want to right. get out there in the world. See, and I think, I think that's amazing. You, I think I saw you, I was watching an interview with you and Johnny, and you also mentioned how you feel like the talent you're given should be reflected. The mirror, you know, should reflect that light out there. And, and I loved it because you said, and I basically want to be a disco ball. <laughs> and I think that, I that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the best quote ever because I think we get, we make the mistake of even as just uh, regular guys watching you and the things you do, we pigeonhole you in just, oh, well, he's a funny actor, or he's an actor, and forget that for, you know, for Daniel Franzisi, you are, you have so many interests, and you're just a regular human being that wants to do a lot of stuff, just like everybody else. And that's what I love about this uh, disco ball analogy. Well, I just want to be great, you know? I just want to, like, make my mom proud, and yeah. make my man proud, and, right. you there know, you... make my, like, you know, make my, and have fun with my friends, yeah. and create shit. Like, and, I'm just really trying my hardest continue to do that and why can't you i mean you should be allowed to do anything and everything you want to do so let's talk about anything and everything you have you uh so you have recovery road like sergey mentioned and then you just did i think it was february 8th that uh on logo was the the gay skit happens show and then you're constantly doing and then i heard rumor of this looking might be a movie um what in the world is is a movie and it's finished Oh my goodness! Okay, so we're yeah, dying. Yeah, it's all finished. Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> It'll be coming out this year at some point. I mean, I know good. I'm going to see my first chance at seeing it uh, next month. So oh, it should wow. be coming out soon. See, so how? First of all, where can people find out if they're fans of yours and they want to know where they can keep? Oh, hold on, up? I have another one that I oh. haven't told people yet. Oh but, wait, I want to know. Um, April 11th on the RuPaul Game Show, Gay for Play. I'm yeah. the announcer. <gasps> on April 11th? Okay, I've been okay, dying to watch. see. Is that the first show? 
Yeah, that'll be the first. I was gonna say, oh, you get to just bless it on the way out, on the way out the gate. That's (laughs) well, it's just my voice, but I'm there. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, let's (laughs) and then let's make a deal and bring you on uh, Drag Race as a guest judge. Let's just bring you right on over because that would be hysterical, right? That would be amazing. Where can our listeners go and us for that matter to find out what's coming up uh, and what your new projects are? You can follow me everywhere online, um, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, Tumblr, uh, What's Up Danny. And then I have a verified Facebook page where I post frequently. And then mm-hmm. also uh, my YouTube page is My 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 Tube. My 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 Tube. I was going to say, say that one more time. My 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 Tube. My, my, my. Yeah, M-Y-M-Y-M-Y-T-U-E. <laughs> I, I love it. Love that. Daniel, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday uh, talking to thank us. Thank you for having me, you guys. Have a happy Easter. Thanks uh, so you much. Too. Uh, you too. I hear there's a barbecue awesome. in your future, so enjoy. Enjoy that. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a wonderful day, sir. Take care. Uh, bye-bye. And if you just tuned in, the Outspoken Boys just got off of talking to... Uh, Damien from Mean Girls, or maybe you know him as Eddie Bear from Looking, or maybe you saw him on Logo back in February for Gay Skit Happens. We just talked to the actor himself, Daniel Franzisi. Yeah, there you go. That's his name. I just look at you because I know I talk so much. I'm like, I should probably shut up at times. Yeah, just give me one word. I love it. (laughs) Hey, you say the name, by the way. Right. Uh, (laughs) He is, I really enjoy his mind, the way he thinks about every very, yeah, angle yeah very uh he's very funny but he's very cerebral. introspective mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah, good i think so. everyone uh needs just a little bit of that in their lives uh whether that's you know their introspection or in someone else's. Yeah, i don't know right fine. that'll happen let's take a quick song break we're gonna listen to uh, a song by ariana grande this is a single she released a few weeks ago that's gonna be on her upcoming new album and this is called uh dangerous woman you are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, and 88.1 and 92.3 FM. His Who name is that? Nettie. Yes. Yes. I, I was go- I was going for a girl, but uh, Nettie, uh, N- Nettie can be I, either. By the way, yeah. I have a, my mom's cousin is named Nettie, and she's a woman. Oh, well, you said I, he. I meant his it as a him, but that's okay. Since you say that, Nettie. I will find a way. Maybe, say, but her name is maybe, Nettie. She lives in Oklahoma. There you go. Maybe Nettie's gender nonconforming. Maybe that there is. You go. But I think Nettie. I was thinking Oklahoma. of a little boy in shorts oh, and suspenders. Maybe. Yeah, that it was kind of little but, boy. Yeah. You know, eh, that's, that's okay. I have to name them. Yeah. You do. Net- Nettie's a great name. So now we have Nettie, Nettie Sergey, yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan, and Chicken Chica. Chicken Chica. He's my favorite. Chicken chica. Okay. She, well. He can be a she. Okay. She, we'll just, we're going to do it all. Gender not conforming. You know what? He, anybody. It's, just it's all anybody. pronouns yeah. and none. All all of them. Okay. This is It's complicated, but it's good. It's right? good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's progress. That is what <laughs> it is. It's a good thing. So if you have just joined us, remember, you are listening to Outspoken, the Outspoken Boys on your Hot Mess Sunday. And yes. remember, if you missed the amazing interview with Daniel Franzisi, you can find it tomorrow. On, on iTunes. On iTunes. Or on our webpage. Yeah. Or on Podbeam. Yeah. Hotmessunday.com. Yeah, Find it there. So if you missed it, go there. You might be out doing Easter family stuff. Yes. And or, that's 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 good. That's you know, good. Family that's stuff, stuff is good. Yeah. Brunching is good. It's my favorite Brunch. Easter Here's the, activity. That's true. I like brunch every day of the week, but unfortunately right. brunch is mostly a weekend thing. Sunday and let's thing. be honest. It's you know we you probably know. would like brunch. During the week because it's it's just when we wake up and yeah it's, it's oh breakfast. yeah yeah it's a, <laughs> hey <laughs> so true plus no. I miss I love breakfast foods 
and I love brunch foods, and brunch mm-hmm. is kind of a mix between the two. It's it's and great. I rarely it's, uh, yeah. have real breakfast foods because <gasps> I just there's Ugh. no time. Um, so it's either the same thing, something that's quick awful. that you can grab. So when I do get to have them, yeah, okay, I think I found a new idea for where we're gonna, and we just need to go someplace with breakfast. Yeah, there you go <laughs> for our meeting. Because you I'm know, sure everybody in our listernership cares. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess I, yeah, I guess Perkins is open, right? Is that, is that, that their thing? thing? Yeah, their thing, and they have breakfast, right? Have well, food. there you go. We have, have planned our afternoon in front of all of you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you know what You're I. Welcome. So uh, I went to Canada a few times this year, but uh, for New Year's, and uh, I had a brunch there uh, with Cole, and I got something called Eggs Benny, which I didn't realize was Eggs Benedict. Uh, but they just call it. They weird. call it Eggs Benny in in Canada. So uh, ever since, and I didn't realize that I ordered it, and I was like, oh, it's Eggs Benedict. Okay, well, I guess I'll have this. Uh, I, I wasn't looking forward to Eggs Benedict. I thought it was something better. Uh, but it was so good, and ever since then, I've been addicted, and that's all I want to eat is Eggs Benedict. That's you know all what? I, I honestly don't think I've ever had it. Really? Oh, it's it's delicious. So it's so good. It has hollandaise sauce, right? It does. It doesn't have to, but it normally well, I don't does. Even, I've yeah. never even had that, so I don't know what that is either, yeah. but it was good. I trust you. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's mm. especially... And, Later that day, uh, I again had to get some eggs Benny Benedict, but this time it was on salmon, and I was like, "Well, look at that! You can have it more I than just like chicken. It's so we, good." I'm just joining the Cooking Network, and I'm into it. Yeah, hey, I'm into <laughs> I don't, this. I don't mind. This is good. Uh, <laughs> Cooking Network is my favorite, right? So here's the deal: we okay. have like a half hour left, so we can't even eat. So we're gonna have to talk to you, wonderful people, again, because I'm just gonna keep inviting. Yeah. <laughs> Until one day someone dials their phone. But if you would like to comment or you want to tell on anything that's been yeah, in our program yeah, today, the whole thing, you can call the curator. You? you just have to dial a phone number. And it's 509-747-3807. And in the, the last 30 minutes of our show, mm-hmm. we like to do what we call a wrap-up. Yeah. Which we just rediscover, uh, we rediscuss what we've been going over. Or like if you're wrap. Jonathan. Oh, I love like chicken, chicken wraps. This is a food I, network is, show. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, so or Jonathan just surfs Facebook, and then what sees happens. It, yeah, and sees what happens. And I'm going to show Sergey a picture, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, okay. Well, no, there's. I don't know. This could go one of two ways. It's either there's it's, okay. A such thing as doudoir. Doudoir. You know how oh, there's boudoir pictures okay. where you know you get sexy. There's doudoir, and I like and it. I'm looking. I, at, can you open the whole thing and send it to I, me? And I download can try. All the pictures? My computer's weird because if I open something, sometimes the virus. That's, there's a virus. It needs some. Like I need to take it to my doctor. Yeah, <laughs> to and your like, own doctor. Yes, because I get STD uh, tested. Uh, and apparently, so does my my computer. Needs your to computer be needs that. It's STD been I, it's tested. been it's been around. Apparently, it's been flirting around with some other computers, Jonathan. I it apparently, and it's doing it right now. So, That's but anyway, okay. so there's a thing, and it's a picture of basically a chubby trucker. And he is in his underwear, and he's doing oh, sexy poses wow. around his truck. I, w- I want that. Apparently, it's a new thing. Like, see, here's one. Dudoir. Oh, no, you can't do it. Never mind. Um, my computer's freaking out. Here's the thing. So it's dudoir. It is, and I'm seeing a bunch of bears do it. My guess is anybody can. But yeah. it is that concept that a lot of women have done for their significant others. Aw. You know, doing the sexy bedroom poses and lingerie. I want that, yeah. Um, and doing it so now the new phenomenon is Dudois, which is Ooh. men doing Ooh. it. I have a new career, yeah. and that is I'm getting a camera. <laughs> you're, you're just I don't know how to use it, yeah. but I'm gonna I'm gonna just get a camera and do Dudois pictures. Well, maybe maybe have someone else take the pictures because that would I mean just selfies of you. D- I didn't say I was the one. I'm saying I'm taking the photo- I'm gonna be the photographer taking pictures of the guy. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. All right. <laughs> Although well, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, and I would like to go out on a limb and say that I think. 
uh, Eric would appreciate these pictures very I much. Just, uh, he would. He, right? I just want to say that the difference between you and I is in that conversation. We were talking about different <laughs> things, and you thought uh, you'd be the photographer, and I was assuming, well, I would just be naked and taking pictures. Right, exactly. And I love I'll, how you I'll go, just do that. You go straight to naked. Well, like, hey, you know. Mm, I mean, leaving things to the imagination is good, but why? You're, right, they're just why? gonna see it later, anyways. <laughs> True, I know. I mean, I, mean, I like to. So you, you have to. Well. Maybe you need a series of photos, which is just the strip tease. Ooh, yes. Because that's kind of sexy. Or maybe you know you do leave that one last on, and then you stand right next to the <gasps> next one, and then you're you're there. Brilliant. There you go. Oh, this is good. I love how you and I think in Broadway production yep. numbers. <laughs> we're like it's Speaking be a of big... which, we haven't even talked about this. Uh, this oh, last week, yes. uh, on Tuesday, we went to a Broadway production, uh, 42nd Street. It was um, yeah. a tap, tap. Last week, tap. we spoke to Caitlin Musical. Lawrence. <laughs> we spoke to Caitlin Lawrence, who played one of the lead characters, Dorothy Brock, um, in this she musical. Did. In this tap 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 musical, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let it go. Um, uh, that's all right. And actually, enjoyable. It, yeah, very. You know, and you know what? We talked about it. We were like, "Well, this is kind of an old classical Broadway. Are we going to enjoy it?" We don't it? always enjoy Yeah, those. exactly. Um, it's tap. Uh, neither of us is really too into tap. A lot of tap. But it was good. It was really good. The story was, I thought. Do you amazing. know what I found fascinating? Yeah, we spoke to Caitlin. Yeah. Her voice and her mannerisms and everything from the yeah. woman we spoke to to Dorothy on stage completely different. I know, and I and that makes I me know. I get so excited. I was I she became I this didn't woman, even I looked and in I and I was it. like, is she being uh, uh, understudied? Right. I was like, I don't, I don't think it's her. And it was brilliant. It was great. So no. here's the thing. Remember, we're always yep. bringing. We aren't, but uh, <laughs> the <laughs> West Coast Entertainment yeah. and the INB uh, Performing Arts Center are always bringing these great shows. They are they to are. Spokane, and you know what? If you are, um, if you if you are a fan of Broadway musicals, first of all, mm-hmm. and big numbers, big flashy dance numbers, right. that's what I really loved about it. Is that it wasn't just you know really good choreographed dance moves, right. which is fun. It was massive you know it was like 50 people on stage all dancing sparkly dresses true big taxi and yeah. that is what broadway really is and beautiful voices he, oh beautiful yes. song please very, if you know the very, lullaby of broadway it comes from this musical yeah you know which is great and you know what i love i love jazz so mm-hmm. much Me i love too. jazz Me and too. i love that it was so much jazz elements in there because it's yeah. based in the 30s yeah uh during the great depression yeah and so there was so much jazz going on right. and the dance it was i had a lot more it fun than actually, i thought i would have yeah which it is was strange it was kind of yeah it was crazy yeah. we yeah so uh, hey we encourage anybody to go out i think they yes. closed obviously um, no, they close tonight. The last show's tonight, so yeah, go so see it. If you have a chance, go check them out. They are so much fun. They are. Uh, if you happen to see Caitlin Lawrence, just say hi. Yeah. Because uh, she's absolutely brilliant in this role. But the whole the whole show is really, really oh, good. I know. Um, and we love to do that. I want to say we do have a listener comment about the show today. And something calling you and I out a little bit. And, I and okay, we've earned it. We yeah. have earned the go call ahead. out. But okay. says, so still feeling a bit slammed about the Idaho education comments. <laughs> we are we hit hard on Idaho a lot and we do make fun of them. I will say this though, that is all mixed with truth. <laughs> it, it's all based in <laughs> Which truth. Which is horrible. Yes. horrible. I, here's the thing. I I want to say that yes, we we like to make fun of it a little bit, but Idaho get your stuff together and, and then this is what we I'll say. Remember that we yeah. did say that we have friends over there who are smart yes. and that are not they are the exceptions to the rule. So we still right. remember there are good people in Idaho, but unfortunately, the leadership over there has is, been. It's but crazy. As someone also pointed 
pointed out, the caucus this year in Idaho is the biggest they've ever had, and three-fourths went to Bernie. Right. So there's a group, you know, a really surging group there that wants to see change, and uh, that's the only way yes. uh, that we get there. So, you know, a little bit of—we'll give you a half apology. <laughs> Jonathan will give you half apology. Right. I'm going to stand by oh, my and word and say that uh, Idaho really get your education. On that's true, level. and I will say it was. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. It was the biggest caucus in the U.S. nationwide. Um, that for people to show up. To well, that's because everyone from Idaho had to drive down to one place because that's the only place they could caucus. <laughs> I mean, here in Washington, we have to split it between our four big cities. This is true. And why? And I know. So much love to our. I feel like sometimes we need to be. We need to become Harriet Tubman and yeah, the, like rescue <laughs> our brothers and sisters. The Underground from Railroad Idaho from Idaho. And bring yeah. them over. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-two thousand showed up in Boise. That's uh, that's Here's actually amazing. Thing. That's amazing. We have a lot of friends who are activists over there, and I think yes. that's what's amazing because it's those people who are going to change the way certain states do things. And the thing and, uh, is, progress. Places like Idaho, although so conservative, have have pockets of of liberal people. And I think you know, if if there was a movement to unite uh, Democrats and liberal leaning uh, people in Idaho, they could have a much more moderate state. I will not say they'll have a liberal liberal state. Not yet. I think a lot more has to change. Exactly. That's that's for long, that to happen. Uh, that's a long journey well, there, but we you were, have to start somewhere. <laughs> we were recently approached to go. Speak about diversity up in Sandpoint. Sandpoint yeah. And uh, we were talking to someone here in town and they said, maybe bulletproof car? Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe right. that's a thing. Well, because <laughs> um, it's getting scary again up in that, it is. In that area. But, you know, we, we do what we, we but can. But here's the thing we're, we're, by going there, and every time I uh, drive through uh, Sandpoint or stop by there, I am aware that I probably increased the diversity index by like 30% <laughs> because I'm the only gay man right? there that is, is, exactly. is there. So you and I are just going to do wonders. Uh, oh, we'll yeah. drag Kurt there, of course. So uh, right. yeah, the three of us will make sure that Sandpoint crashes. He looks into it. And it uh, burns, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, beautiful. Idaho is beautiful. Let's, let's we'll, give, we'll throw you that. I was in Coeur d'Alene yesterday it's skating because that's yes. my thing now. Yes. I go, because my boyfriend loves to... Uh, and I almost I, ice skate, but he loves to roller skate. And I, I have to say, yeah. twice now, I've had f- so much fun both times. Wow. It is. And I love that you make fun of it because it makes me even more happy because you know you're going to have to do it. <laughs> There's okay. a point where you and Cole are going to end up on that ring. Here's the thing. I'll make fun of it, but then when I end up the, uh, going there, I'll just knock everybody down. I'll be like, I'm so brilliant. You'll be like I'm me. Doing pirouettes and I knocked stuff. little five-year-olds, 12-year-olds down. Yeah. Eric almost ran over yeah. five-year-old's fingers. It's a thing. He did? Yes, oh, yesterday. That's, oh, that's so awful. Um, so, Jonathan, what... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what celebration, but at some point I need to give you a gift, and it's just going to be a blue tutu uh, <laughs> that you can wear uh, when you're ice skating. That would be uh, awesome. Whoa, uh, roller skating. Yes, a so roller skating. Go. A roller skating tutu. I exactly. Th- I think that would be hysterical. And if you watched RuPaul's uh, Drag Race last year, uh, last week. No, last week. Last week, yeah. There was roller there skating. There was a roller skating thing, and mm-hmm. it was brilliant, and they had some great outfits. And our, so yeah, there you and go. our Seattle queen go. was a roller skating like phenomenon. Champion, yeah. Did the spin? Did it, I like, was amazed. Over it. Yeah, and uh, the lip syncer uh, on that. Okay, I'm not going to give anything away. Um, but there was roller skating in the lip sync challenge, and it was phenomenal. Oh, absolutely crazy! Yeah, so, so worth it. Well, we got a text. You couldn't go to. We we have a some friends in town, and we go mm-hmm. and have a little party and yeah, watch. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It is a lot of fun, and we watched the Rue of that week. Well, you had to miss last week. Um, yeah. And Sadly. you, but you texted and you're like, okay, Eric's gonna love this. Eric's and gonna I'm love, like, yeah. what is he gonna love? Yeah. And then the roller skating happens. Like, 
There it is. There yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. So, but it's fun, 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 fun. That's all I have to say. Let's uh, take a our last, final break. Yeah, last song break, and we're gonna listen to um, a song uh, by Fifth Harmony. Now, if you haven't heard of Fifth Harmony, I feel like they're the new uh, Destiny's Child, and one of them is the new uh, Beyonce. Verdict is still out there for who that is. Uh, but this is their new song uh, called The Life. And it's another one of my favorite summer jams. I've just been into summer jams. So here it is. Hey, y'all. You're listening to KYRS Medical Expo Can 88.1 and 92.3 FM. Jim Bob. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I love that we're just going to do it. And I'll just say name out. Yeah. Jim Bob. Jim Bob. Right. So can you name all of them that we've said today? Okay. So there's uh, Chicken Chicka. Yes. Chicken Chicka. Um, Bob Dylan. There's Sergey. Um, there's oh god, what is it? Nettie, and Nettie, then, and then Jim Bob. I love it. Look at we that. have five new characters for you okay. out in the outspoken <laughs> listening sphere. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So big shout out to all of our amazing listeners, all of the fans that always end up sending in at least notes to us. I we do. I feel like we do need to teach our fans what a phone is. Yes, because yeah, call, because hello. Yeah. But it is Easter. Lots of people out there. We're going to be joining you shortly next week. Remember, it's a very special show. It's two hours it is. of an outspoken prevents. Prevents. Presents. <laughs> we, we prevent racism and we present a conversation yes. about it, which is um, an uncomfortable conversation, really, yeah. which is dissecting the black and white. Divide. divide and a uh, very exciting special guests guests Philip Tyler yeah. and Sandra Williams that um, will be exciting it's going to be a good conversation it's a conversation that has long needed to be happening yep. and we'll be posting things on our site to help stir a conversation before our show that you can talk about we can we're going to put up the interview with um, color lines out of New York we'll put up the white privilege um, the White Privilege 2 song from Macklemore, the edited, yes, made for, well, yeah. actually online, we can put whatever we want. So we'll put um, that song up. We're going to put a lot of articles for you to look at. We'll even put up the the article I wrote about Race Together with Starbucks yes, back when yeah. that was a thing. We'll but we Beyonce's want you to be part of, of this conversation because it's needed. Uh, it's the reason we are going to be pre- pre- presenting these uncomfortable conversations throughout the next year. Um, every few months, uh-huh. we're going to have those fun Love topics. it. You know, I the kind it. you want to have at your family table on Easter. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> why if you're, is Jesus so white? Exactly. That's going to be. He never was, but nope. you know. That's, that's going to be that's today's fun. topic. Go have that with your family. Let us know how it goes. I really hope there's a family out there that is at Eastern d- Easter dinner and just tuning us in and being like, well, what are the boys oh. going to say today? You know what? That's a great Easter that's, tradition. That's, that, I think that's You hunt brilliant. eggs, you listen to Outspoken. Yeah. You talk about you things eat, at the at the candy table yeah, and peeps. It. Apparently, a that's lot. a thing. So, all okay. right, food. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are out of here, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>